You're listening to Tech Talk Central. We are here with uh, Christos Chabaris, who is a nuclear physicist and oceanographer for the Hellenic Center for Marine Research. Welcome, Christos. Hello, I'm very glad to be here. It's, uh, it's wonderful to have you here. Um, nuclear physicist and oceano- oceanographer, what prompted your interest in these two fields? Uh, yes, uh, I would like first to mention that um, uh, my first uh, studies after my bachelor uh, were focused on um, uh, nuclear physics uh, uh, activities and studies, um, mainly not for environmental sciences, but for uh, structure of, uh, of, of the nucleus. Um, uh, after my PhD thesis, um, I was motivated to, uh, to work in environmental uh, applications uh, that are related and correlated with uh, nuclear physics applications. One of these applications is radio protection in the marine environment, um, which combines uh, know-how for radio nuclide uh, physics and uh, chemistry, as well as uh, oceanography, physical oceanography. And um, can you uh, discuss a little bit the purpose that the Hellenic Center for Marine uh, Research plays? Um, the Hellenic Center for Marine Research is the governmental, I would say, um, body for uh, any kind of research that concerns um, marine environmental activities, mm-hmm. applications. Uh, this means that um, the only, okay, center, governmental center in Greece that um, can perform monitoring of physical, chemical, biological parameters uh, is concerned by the Hellenic Center for Marine Research. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there are many, many things to say about HCMR activities, but one of the main activities that I am also concerned is a contribution to the monitoring activities of various parameters in the marine environment, like uh, uh, pollution uh, is one of the main parameters, which is controlled from various chemical and physical uh, magnitudes. Mm-hmm. What is the um, pollution in the water? Is it caused because of um, tanks, ships, uh, explosions? What would, be, what would be the reason that would pollute? Yes, uh, pollution is uh, really, uh, I would say, um, uh, a big... Uh, how can I say, uh, extended um, uh, uh, situation, state. Um, There are many things that they produce pollution Mm -hmm. in the environment. Uh, What I uh, try to perform uh, uh, in in my work, with my group, Mm -hmm. uh, is to monitor... Uh, radioactive pollutants mm-hmm. which may be caused from um, nuclear or non-nuclear 
industries. Mm -hmm. For instance, uh, there are many uh, non-nuclear activities, mm -hmm. industries mm -hmm. in Greece, which um, uh, produce uh, some pollution from natural occurring radionuclides. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the national agencies are obliged to monitor the levels of these radionuclides and in a case of uh, enhanced uh, activity, they have to take uh, some measures to remediate uh, the environment. Is a radio, radionuclide a measurement, a unit of measurement for radioactivity? Is yes, okay. yes, yes. Okay. And um, can you uh, mention uh, um, some of the projects you're actively involved with currently? Oh, yes. Okay. One of the main projects uh, that uh, I really continue the last 10 years is the development of uh, the sensor Caterina. Uh, this sensor has some um, advantages compared to other uh, systems, measuring system. One of the main advantages is that it can be operated uh, without any surveillance. That means that uh, you leave it somewhere and you go after some days or after some months. You recover the system and you see the data and uh, the time series of data. So if there is any evolution of the levels, it is mentioned there. And the second advantage is that the system can also provide real-time data. Because if there is an accident uh, and you have such a system deployed, uh, then you will see the variation of the uh, radioactivity concentration every three hours uh, or every two hours that uh, as you... Um, uh, define uh, the measuring period. Mm -hmm. So you can have uh, the, the full control of your environmental field uh, for radioactivity. Mm -hmm. The system that you mentioned, Katerina, uh, assume that lives underwater. Yes. And um, does, it, it, does it get impacted by bad weather conditions or changing weather conditions in the areas where it's deployed? Okay, if, if we deploy the system... Uh, if we install the system uh, on a buoy, buoy is a floating measuring system that we just leave it in the middle of ocean or mm -hmm. in the middle of the sea. So if we install the system there, then uh, the bad weather can just, um, uh, the really very bad weather can just uh, move mm -hmm. the station from the specific point, but always there are some GPS and you can recover the system if you have such an accident. Mm -hmm. But mainly when we use the system autonomously, uh, we just deploy it with a special anchor on the bottom of the sea. And bad weather is not really a big problem if you leave the system there. Mm -hmm. But you cannot recover the system if there is bad weather. So you have to wait until the weather becomes better and you just go there and... Uh, you take it. Uh, I understand some of the benefits of the system is that uh, it reduces costs. And you mentioned that you can do this in real time, which I assume it's eliminating the need to send things to lab and uh, delay things. Yes. Have you been able to quantify this in numbers? How much time do you save or how much cost are yes. you able to eliminate? This is a good question. I would like just to answer according to the international standards because many international organizations which are involved in uh, mapping, mm -hmm. to map an area due to radioactive contamination, 
they say that if you're going to map an area with 100 points, uh, you need, uh, say, something like 100,000 euros to do this work. Mm-hmm. It's really cost effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to do it with this in situ system, just to get 100 spectra and to give uh, uh, to the end user the data, this will not cost more than 10,000 euros. Okay, so it's quite a lot of... Uh, so it's one order of magnitude. Mm-hmm. And you get less. it in real time. Yes, mm-hmm. and you can have it in real time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of your, or what is a, a memorable or bizarre situations where you have been asked to uh, come in and measure if there's any radioactivity going on in a location? Um, some years ago, uh, I think it was in 2009, uh, there was... Um, Uh, how can I say, uh, uh, from the media, there was an announcement from the media that uh, some people from uh, Italy, they just um, sink, sunk uh, some uh, small boats which were uh, loaded with uh, barrels from radioactive materials. Okay, they said that uh, it was radioactive waste. So they threw away a lot of these materials, according to the, uh, to the media announcement. And a lot of people from the Ionian Sea, uh, I mean administration, uh, municipalities, uh, they contact me to inform them if I have some measurements made in mm-hmm. this period. And if this data were above the reference level. I would like to clarify here that my center is responsible to to make these measurements, mm-hmm. but we don't have the, the okay, also the know-how, but also the authorization to, to assess uh, the risk uh, of an area. This is the Greek Atomic Energy Commission that mm-hmm. uh, is capable to do it. Mm-hmm. So at that time, I had some measurements because I was participated uh, in a cruise uh, in the frame of the International Atomic Energy Commission mm-hmm. agency. And uh, we have performed some measurements in the seawater as well as in the sediment. Mm-hmm. But, the, okay, the values were really in the background level. Mm-hmm. Um, are you involved at all? Uh, when when um, the earthquake hit in Japan, obviously there were a lot of concerns about uh, uh, radioactivity spreading in waters. And, and Are you at all involved with any of the measurements over there? Or how do you have any idea how those are done? Um, I was uh, participated in a, as a bilateral cooperation uh, for some measurements, mm-hmm. uh, but not using the Caterina system. Mm-hmm. Uh, these measurements were uh, using laboratory facilities from Hellenic Center for Marine Research uh, for cesium 137. Mm-hmm. This is the main radionuclide uh, that you have to monitor after such an accident. And um, we had some uh, cooperation with uh, a Japanese group for uh, understanding the processes of uh, the vertical migration of cesium uh, along with depth. Mm-hmm. Um, as a professional, you invest a lot of your time into your work. Have you received any personal accolades or recognition of uh, any work you have done that you're proud of? Yeah, okay. One uh, uh, thing is that um, uh, I feel uh, that uh, many countries 
abroad, they know my work through my papers, mm-hmm. and I really have contact with a lot of research groups all over the, all over the world. This is really something that makes me feel uh, satisfied. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of, I have got some award from a um, research journal as, uh, from the Applied Radiation Tisotopes as the most valuable reviewer. And uh, also, uh, I am um, nominated from the International Atomic Energy Agency to perform uh, to perform various expert missions in uh, countries uh, uh, also far away from Europe. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is really good because um, uh, this multinational um, interaction. Uh, also provides a lot of um, know-how and uh, understanding of my work. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, in on September 26, we have we're hosting Greece is hosting Researchers Night, uh, among other countries in Europe, and this is going to attract the. The general public, both older people and younger people, but mostly for um, younger kids and students who hear the terms of nuclear physics and they feel very intimidated by it. What advice would you give them if they would like to pursue science for their studies and a career path? Yes. Uh, nuclear physics, uh, when also I was uh, uh, 12, 13, if there was a clever answer in the company, we would say, ah, you're going to become a nuclear physicist. It was something really fascinating. I mean, something that uh, everybody was proud about that. Uh, I think the field of nuclear physics is really broad. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, it's uh, nuclear energy, nuclear research, uh, um, environmental protection. So some people, when they they hear about nuclear physics, they feel that um, it's, uh, it has to do with nuclear energy or nuclear reactors. It's mm-hmm. not always like that. Mm-hmm. There are many directions like environmental protection. So if you want to protect the environment from many, many, many uh, risks, uh, you can uh, uh, motivate yourself to study this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the advice is now that nuclear physics is much more than... Uh Yes, and, uh, yes. Then bombs and... Yes, yes, <laughs> this, uh, this is true. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Christos, I want to thank you for your time. Thank you also very much. Folks, that was Christos Chabaris, nuclear physicist and oceanographer for Hellenic Center for Marine Research. Thank you again. Thank you very much. You're listening... Tech Talk Central.